0: We could survive that! We could survive that! We could survive-
1: Welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by the bastard son of Eddard Stark. Oh no wait, it's just Chris.
0: Good morning everybody. I am technically a bastard, as I was born out of wedlock.
1: That's an interesting fact.
0: Yes, you're welcome.
1: Chris Snow?
0: I would be, yeah. I would be if I was born in that place where uh, Game of Thrones is set.
1: I'll give you £10 if you can name it. Earth? Westeros. Yeah, what's, but what's wrong a planet? with you? What's the
0: planet called? It's not, oh, it's, it's Planet not... Hodor. It's not, though, is it? It's Planet Hodor. It's not. It is. It really isn't.
1: <laughs> That's what the fans call it, I think. Planet Hodor. Well,
0: they're wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs> Get me Martin on the phone. That's George R. R. Martin for you, uh, amateurs yeah. who don't know. Not Doc Martin. Not Doc Martin.
1: Says the man that couldn't name the continent. How much Game of Thrones knowledge have you lost since last year when we d- talked about uh, season two?
0: What's Game of Thrones?
1: Oh dear, it's going to be a long episode. Right, this week we're talking about Game of Thrones season three. It's our yearly, we're four seasons behind. Look at Game of Thrones. Timely, yes, yes,
0: yeah, appropriately timed. Wait, how many TV seasons are they doing a Game of Thrones? Because series 7 is out now. How many more they got planned?
1: I think they're doing one more just to coincide with the number of books that George R R Martin is planning on on writing. But at this point now, the TV show is is way ahead of the books, which is is well documented. But yeah, so I think they're trying to keep up a season a book sort of thing
0: right because i'm only thinking if we're only going to be covering these episodes or seasons when a new season releases we're going to do one more season and that's it we're not going to finish it
1: (laughs) yeah we'll carry on doing it i mean the thirst for game of thrones would have depleted by then but the thirst for this podcast isn't particularly (laughs) great anyway so yeah
0: fair enough (laughs)
1: season three chris
0: on with the show.
1: Before we run out of Game of Thrones to jump on the bandwagon off. Do you remember anything that happens in Season 2? Have you got any...
0: Series 2? What are well, you doing in Series 3?
1: Yeah, but to lead into Season 3, do you know where any of the characters are?
0: Rob Stark is still alive. Caitlin Stark is alive. Well, yeah. John is on the wall. Oh, j- this, Joffrey's this... alive. <laughs>
1: This is not a good segment. Should I just yeah, jump move into on. It? I cannot remember anything. Yeah. Right, okay. We're going to start off with the survival guide bit and jump straight into episode four because that's where the good stuff happens.
0: This is season three.
1: Season three? Not season two yes, anymore. No, season. Well, I wanted to see what you remembered. I know nothing. I know. John Snow. <laughs> episode four, season three. Let's get into it. The setting, Chris. We are beyond the Wall. Joramormon, leader of the Night's Watch on the Wall, has taken an expedition north of the Wall to scout out his enemies, such as the the White Walkers, the evil Snow Zombies, and the Wildlings, or the Free Folk as they like to be called, which are a group of uh, lawless tribesmen uh, who don't want to be part of Westeros' troubles and all the political and murderous stuff that goes on there. So he's led this force and he's on his way back to the wall and he needs to take shelter at Craster's keep. Now Craster is a sort of unwilling, sort of tenuous uh, ally to the knights. They've got sort of an agreement. Mormont lets Craster go about his business which is its weird and creepy. He has daughter wives and he has yeah he's he's a sinister dude not someone you want to get on the wrong side of but needs must when you're north of the wall mormont takes his men to Cresta's keep and Cresta feeds them and waters them as best he can keeps them out of the cold and keeps them safe from the white walkers and the wildlings that are after the night's watch Now, some of the uh, Night's Watch soldiers under Mormont's command are not happy with uh, the food that Craster's provided them, and they think that he's holding out, which he probably is, but he's got lots of uh, ladies to look after, and he's got himself to feed once the knights have gone. So there's no point in him giving all of his food to the knights, is there? No. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, they're not particularly happy, and one of them... Uh, calls Craster a bastard and Craster doesn't like this and uh, Mormont takes the offending knight out tries to escort him from the cabin where they are and Craster pulls an axe down and is threatening if anyone else calls me a bastard I'll chop off their head and stuff like that Uh, one brave sod Carl Tanner calls Craster a bastard and uh, wants to pick a fight with Craster Craster comes at him with the axe but Carl is too quick for him, pulls a concealed knife out from his sleeve, Palpatine style,
0: POWER! <laughs>
1: and stabs Craster through the neck. Mormont turns around, sees this, tries to gain control of his knights again, but he's stabbed in the back by the dude that he was trying to kick out of Craster's keep. And then the rogue members of the Knight's Watch take over Craster's keep and they live there and... I guess they're now outlaws now, aren't they? They're north of oh, they're the wall. Oh, they're still there, are they? Yeah, they're, I think they're there until season four, where, you know, they're just chilling, enjoying the food, and um, Craster's wife, daughters, yeah. They're not a good bunch, the ones that are still there. Uh, Sam, who's uh, John's chubby, learned mate, is there, but he manages to sneak out of Craster's keep before things get too hairy, so... He manages to escape that and doesn't get involved, but uh, it's too late for Crestor and uh, Jora Mormont because they're they're laid out by the traitorous uh, crows. So what do you do in this situation, Chris? You're a mad incestuous wildling bastard. <laughs>
0: Excellent. <laughs>
1: put put you put you into the mindset of that kind of crazy guy. I
0: think I would have uh, pre-armed all of the the wives' daughters, the. Gotta think of a good word to combine them together.
1: Why Vorters? Why Vorters? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible name.
0: I would have given them more hidden weapons as well because I think they they they'd be too scared to attack Craster because they know that they can't survive outside because they've got those White Walkers and all that stuff.
1: Well, the thing is, if you're doing that, Craster's not a particularly nice individual. So if you armed all of them, then that would give them the courage to. Overthrow Craster and then they've got the food stocks and stuff and if they wanted to maybe they can seek sanctuary back of the night's watch or something so I wouldn't do that because Craster he inspires betrayal
0: no what you do once you armed your wives you pretend to go away for a few days and hire somebody to attack them effectively killing two or three of them you then return and be like oh look what happened if I'd been here to protect you you'd have been fine so you can't turn against me because you're always going to need me here to look after you now, once you've got all that sorted, then you can deal with the Night's Watch. So That's, <laughs> when that's a, watch a weird around, and
1: elaborate plan just to get them to trust you.
0: But it works.
1: And I don't think Craster would do that. Who would Craster hire? Would he hire one of the wildlings?
0: No, he'd hire one of the Night's
1: Watch. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't go along with that plan, though, unless they're, like, a well, corrupt one.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I always thought this was a major flaw the Night's Watch. The vast majority of them are convicted criminals killers rapists whatever who have chosen to do this rather than be sentenced to death yeah so you should expect them to be stabbing in the back and betraying and i'm pretty sure most of them will be happy to be hired to kill some innocent people for some uh, gold in the pocket as it were
1: yeah but craster would have to go to the night's watch Any excuse, Daddy? You're
0: finding any excuse? No, I'm just just saying You'll send a crow to the Night's Watch, (laughs) summoning a Night's Watchman to the house, but to meet him not near the house, a bit further away. He'll then say, I'm going to be out for a couple of hours, I want you to kill at least three of them, scare the others, you know, steal some stuff.
1: How would that letter go? Hi, Joramormon, I want one of your most corrupt knights to come and do some shady dealings with me.
0: No, just say, I need a knight here. Don't ask me what. I mean, they're called Watchmen, really. They're not. I know it's a Night's nice Watch, but they call yeah, them Watchmen. Yeah, I, I just don't call they? them. nice, just give me just a... for he, simplicity. He'll he he send a bag of coin with him, and he'll be like of oh, the burden. He's like, here you go. Just send me one of your um, one of your crows. I'll have him for a few hours. He'll be back fine. No questions asked. I Lol. I
1: think... like <laughs> lol. lol. <You> he <laughs> invents lol. No, I think this is one of the few occasions, Chris, where you've overthought it.
0: But it's gonna work. Not really, yes, it because.
1: Will because Mormont if you ask Mormont for help then he's going to send one of his most trusted knights he's not going to send a dude like Carl he's not going to send an ex murderer or pillager or something he's going to send someone he trusts in order to keep up the good relations with Craster just in case he does venture north of the wall and does have to seek sanctuary with him
0: I've got it covered though at the end of the letter you put PS send one your worst people. winky face
1: no. <laughs> Emojis don't exist, Chris. With Game of Thrones, Craster wouldn't arm his wives because he would fear being betrayed. And he he's not a nice dude and he would get betrayed by at least one or two of them because he is a horrible man.
0: So... I think he's just a bit misguided.
1: He's sleeping with his daughters. Which in Game of Thrones, incest is like
0: a regular thing anyway.
1: No. It it's is not...
0: literally series one episode one the first episode we, we see can... Sans, uh, not Sansa we see Cersei's and whatever the hell her brother was called Jamie Lann that's <laughs> well... it Mr Iron Fist but before he has his iron fist yeah. going at it in a tower
1: that doesn't mean we have to accept it Chris we can make Westeros a better place
0: I don't want to I'm enjoying Westeros <laughs> as
1: it is okay uh, Crest has lost cause even with your super elaborate plan Mormont now He's stabbed in the back. What do you do? You try and get control of the situation. What do you do? I guess you run straight at Carl and chop off his head, and that's how you get the situation under control. Is it?
0: Before arriving there, I'd have planted various C4 explosives around. No outside.
1: C4. No emojis. No lol. Lmao. No.
0: I wouldn't trust any of the Watchmen, especially because he's going to know their backstory of all you know the knights he's got with him. I just want to turn my back on them.
1: Well, he has to. He's got to try and keep Carl in his sights. He thinks he's thrown this guy out of the cabin. He's surrounded. There's not much he can do. Taking
0: more trusted people with you because I think everybody took with him. They're all people with criminal history who don't want to be there.
1: Well, apart from Sam.
0: Okay, yeah, but Sam Sam's was not very good, Sam Sam's the most useless one to take with him in terms of fighting skills.
1: Well, no, I think Mormont takes Sam because he's uh, the most learned one. He's, uh, he can't take the Maester with him, so he has to take the Maester second. Right. Uh, for like, healing and stuff like that. But the thing with the Night's Watch, the biggest problem with that is it's constantly short of men and manpower, and especially trusted manpower, because you've got all the wars between the would-be kings uh, in Westeros. Not many people are going to the Night's Watch for the noble deed they're going there for their own self for their own safety basically so they don't get murdered for whatever crimes that they've done that's essentially it he's not got a lot of choice it's picking the least gone off apples in a pile of terrible poisonous apples
0: and they have the least gone off <laughs> i'm sure he could have found some better people
1: not really because he sent Jon snow off on a undercover mission with the wildlings so he's he's really got no better options oh and dear. they've been through a lot at this point as well they've been attacked by white walkers and wildlings and all sorts of horrible creatures so they're all a bit on edge
0: don't go north the wall that is why bother <laughs> send a crow to, no <laughs> to, to um to craster saying what's the story
1: No, Crestor's not really the best guy to be your informant because he only really cares about himself. He doesn't care about the White Walkers or the Wildlings or any of the political stuff. Just as long as he's got food on his table. He doesn't really care.
0: Okay, Mormont shouldn't have gone with him. He should have sent out just a small handful.
1: No, Mormont wants to... Because they've gone over there to look for Ned Stark's brother, I think, and because he went missing, so Jorah wants to do it properly he wants to make sure that they've done everything they can to try and find all the other scouts and stuff that have gone missing and find out what's going on north of the wall and he can't trust them because they're all terrible people it's the old saying if you want something right do it yourself it's just in this case he's surrounded himself with people that he can't trust which is no fault of his own it's just the tools he's been given in the same episode in episode four chris daenerys everyone's favorite mother of dragons is trying to buy an army of unsullied soldiers which are the super elite uh eunuch soldiers that do as they're commanded and they're trained super hard and super well and one of them could take out 10 i don't know knights watchmen or 20 wildlings or something but in order to buy this uh, group of uh, soldiers, she has to sell one of her dragons to a man called Krasny Naxlolz. What? <laughs> okay, it's a weird name. We'll call him Mo, just to keep it simple. Okay. But, um, yeah, Mo, he smack-talks Daenerys before the transaction is completed in a language that he doesn't think that Daenerys can speak. Obviously, she can. And uh insulted by this and by the price that she's had to pay for the unsullied, she's not willing to trade one of her dragons. She turns back on the deal, says Dracaris, which is the command that she's taught the dragons for them to breathe fire. And the dragon that she traded breathes fire onto Mo, killing him, and then Danny gets to keep her dragons and uh Let's call her Danny. Yeah, that's what she's called in the books. We're bros, you know.
0: Oh, okay <laughs> Continue
1: She gets to keep her dragons and gets a free army So that's good, right? What do you do as Mo?
0: Don't trade away your soldiers for a dragon
1: Well, that's his business
0: Okay, fair enough, but not for a dragon what makes Well, you dragons think are a,
1: super rare Yeah, but what, what makes him think he's going to be able to control a dragon? I don't know maybe What's he, he going to use d- a dragon for? For showing off There are three dragons in the world And Daenerys has all of them so...
0: And he thinks he can control them.
1: Well, he might be able to train it. Maybe he thinks it's like a dog. Maybe I he's mean, an idiot. Are, he's probably is, but these are the first dragons that have been seen in ages. So he's he'd be a fool not to try and get uh, get his hands on this hot commodity. Oh, no. Do you get what I'm saying? Stop. This is a hot, this is a dragon, this is fire. <laughs> the simple
0: thing is you don't deal with dragons. You just don't do it. Or if you are going to deal with somebody... ...you don't go slagging them off in another language... ...because there's always that chance they will understand you.
1: True, yeah. Take a lesson from Harry Potter and Hagrid. Nor but the dragon.
0: Oh, the dragon, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. It's not a good business decision to slag off your customers.
0: When they're out of earshot, it's fine.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, as long as they're not in the room. Yeah. Sure, slag them off all you want. You've worked in retail, you know how it works.
0: I do. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, let's skip ahead, Chris... To episode 5 And we are with the Brothers Without Banners Led by Eric Dondarrion Who is a uh, follower of the Lord of Light Which is a weird religion That worships fire And their priests have magical powers To bring people back from the dead Which is super handy I might add
0: It sort of proves their religion is kind of real and works
1: It's definitely useful for Dondarrion Because he gets messed up in this scene Uh, His brothers without Banner's group grab uh, the Hound and um, I think Arya Stark is with him as well at this point. She is. uh, Yeah, I can't really remember. But yeah, they're going to charge the Hound and execute him for all of his crimes that he did working with the Lannisters because he was their second man. Well, he was Joffrey's bodyguard for a long time. So he's done some pretty horrible things. But um, yeah, the Hound is seeking to turn over a new leaf and escape his... Sorted past with the Lannisters, so he elects to take trial by combat against Dundarium and uh, the Hound wins. Sandor Clegane cuts Dundarium pretty much in half with a strong blow from his sword, and we think it's all over for Dondarrion. But uh, his um, he's got a a Lord of Light priest with him who brings him back. That's handy. It's
0: cheating, is what it's it is. Che- <laughs> it's cheating.
1: Would if you knew that this religion was a thing? Would you seek to align yourself with someone that could bring you back?
0: Yes and no. I'd want the uh, the resurrection, but I don't want to have to do the worshipping.
1: Too much like hard work.
0: Yeah. I'd like to learn it myself. I can self-perform it as I'm dying.
1: Well, I don't think you can self-perform. Because all the examples we've seen are the priests, like Melisandre and um, Beric's priest, sort of doing it. So are you, I'm not sure it's a, a thing you can sort of do to yourself. Self-resurrection.
0: You can't record the uh, incarnation on a cassette player.
1: No, because they don't exist, Chris. As
0: well, it would be easier to, to survive a m- more modern technology.
1: Of course it would, because it's a medieval world, and if you've got a smartphone in a medieval world, you're practically a wizard. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> there's all sorts of things you could do. But you've not. You've just got. You've got two choices. Be mates with a priest, or get cut in half by the hound.
0: Mates of a priest then
1: (laughs) It's an easy choice isn't it I suppose
0: the guy the hound's fighting isn't overly concerned about losing it Because he knows he can be uh, brought back So maybe he wasn't trying his hardest Which is why the hound was able to slice and dice him
1: well, he Dondarrion's still got a vested interest in winning the fight because he wants to bring Sandor Clegane to justice because uh, he thinks he's been a very naughty boy, which he has. But he's repenting for his sins, so I think the fight is equal. I think they've both got enough motivation to try and win it.
0: This tribal combat thing is stupid because a lot of people—it's a great
1: get-out-of-jail-free card. Exactly,
0: a lot of people opt to do it, and it doesn't end well for the people that normally do.
1: Well, Tyrion right. gets lucky once. Glegane gets lucky, and so does um a Dundarian. It doesn't pay off too well for Tyrion in the next one, or Oberyn Martell. Super cool dude. But but for the most part, it's, it's a fair 50-50 chance, and I'd rather have trial by combat than trust in the jury system of Westeros.
0: You think it's a 50-50 chance against the Hound?
1: Well, if you're Beric Dondarrion. But you're not... <laughs> I know that, but I'm not going to fight the hound. I'd have a I'd have a dude do it for me, like Tyrion does. I'd select the hound to be my uh...
0: select the mountain.
1: Well, he does. He what's he got? He's got a he's what got a, he... a, well, he's got one nil loss. Re- well, he's dead he does win come back, hasn't he? So yeah, he does win his trial by combat, but he also does die technically.
0: But he's then resurrected. So did he really die?
1: Yes, because he's a zombie now.
0: Yeah, the Resurrectionist is weird, isn't it? The Lord of Light one seems to bring them back properly.
1: Sometimes, it depends. I don't know how the mountains resurrected. Who resurrects them? Is it through alchemy? Because I don't think it's through the Lord of Light no, stuff. No, it's
0: not. He's resurrected by the weird scientist dude who works for Cersei's...
1: Frankenstein?
0: Yes, we'll call him Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> He's resurrected by Frankenstein. Ah, oh, good stuff. Chris, do you want to go back to The wall? The wall? The wall. What's happening at the wall? I'd, I'd take a Is coat. the ice melting? I'd, I'd sort of, Global almost.
0: warming's real.
1: <laughs> Not if you ask some people. But uh, no, back beyond the wall, Sam has managed to escape Craster's Keep with Gilly. Or oh, Gilly. I was like, where she comes from? Gilly, yeah, yeah, she comes from Gilly.
0: Ah, you know, it's been so long I forgot where it, they, like, met her and stuff.
1: Sam takes her away and she's got a little baby. And he's aiming to get back to the wall and keep both baby... And baby and lady, uh, safe from evil wildlings and stuff. But they are ambushed by a white walker who goes after the baby. Uh, Sam is thrown aside quite easily after his sword gets shattered. Uh, the white walker doesn't finish him off though. So Sam gets up and pulls out a shard of dragon glass which he has on him. I think they found it in their expeditions uh, along the wall. Or beyond the wall, I should say. And uh, Sam, like a hero runs up and stabs the white walker in the back and it shatters and melts. Global warming style. Yeah.
0: Like a coward.
1: (laughs) Like a hero.
0: Doesn't even face him head on.
1: Well, the white walkers are pretty scary.
0: So? Sam should have stood up and he would have been like, Hey! And then the walker would have turned around and he would have been like, puts his hand out and done a matrix where he just flicks his hand towards him.
1: Making the come on sign. Yeah, yeah. He would have been torn apart.
0: No, no, no.
1: In a a face-to-face conflict... The white walker backhands him like a mile away. So if Sam, you know, doesn't have the element of surprise, he's getting destroyed.
0: How's his jaw not broken? If the hit was that hard to send him flying, how does he get back to the white walker? He'd be out of breath. He's a very large fellow.
1: He'd he'd have a broken shoulder or ribs or something, depending on where he got hit. I'm not arguing with the physics, Chris. Yeah, Sam should be in a lot worse shape than he actually is.
0: He's just doing this to impress the girl, isn't he? The power of love. I wouldn't. If I got up after being backhanded by a white walker and he's going after someone else, even if I had the dragon glass, I'd be like, okay, goodbye, I'm done.
1: Not even if it was someone you really liked.
0: No, because that's how you die in Game of Thrones.
1: Not even if it was Tyrion, Peter Dinklage.
0: No, okay, yeah, him.
1: You'd save Peter Dinklage? No. Why not? I'd save none of them. <laughs> what if it was you...
0: What, and I have seen myself, because I'd gone back in time or something? Yes,
1: what if you had to save you, because that's the only person you really <laughs> care about? No. You wouldn't save yourself?
0: Nope, i let it go.
1: Jesus, you're cold. You're colder than a white walker.
0: Which is why I live <laughs> in Westeros. I survived well into my 50s.
1: Well, we'll see. 50s... The average kind of
0: age a... of survival.
1: 50s kind of a stretch for Game of Thrones, yeah. Okay, so Jon Snow, do you want to hear about him?
0: ah Mr. Snow
1: what he's up to so he's on his super duper secret undercover mission on behalf of the Night's Watch infiltrating the uh, wildlings but the wildlings that he's with climb up the wall and are doing a raid uh, beyond the wall taking food and stuff from the local peasantry of Westeros and on one of these raids they give Jon Snow a test of loyalty to the wildlings and they tell him to kill this peasant Jon doesn't and the wildlings turn on him and a full-blown fight ensues and uh, one of the wildlings a dude called Orel, who is a a warg which means he can control animals and put his mind into different creatures he tries his best to try and kill Jon Snow but it doesn't work he goes for a a head lob head lob <laughs> tries to lop off Jon Snow's head and uh Snow ducks underneath and stabs him but before he dies, he wags into his eagle, and the eagle claims revenge and tries to claw out Jon Snow's eyes, but um, uh, he's, he's fought off, and he has to fly away in eagle form to try and preserve himself. Now, I'm not sure what happens to him in the, in the TV show, but in the books, he flies around for a bit and tries to wag into another person to try and save his mind, save his personality, I don't think it ends too well for him. Oh dear. No, I think he gets attacked by White Walkers or something. I'm not sure. Test of loyalty. What do you, what do you think? You do it as Jon Snow to save this dude that you don't like? No, well, you just kill the peasant. Without offering Jon Snow a test of loyalty.
0: Without offering.
1: What are you on about? Kill when, Kill what? Who? When, when to...
0: Jon's offered the test. Yes. Do the test. Complete the test.
1: Well, Jon's not the one that gets killed. We're the other guy.
0: The other guy. Oh, uh, we're talking about um, yeah. Mr. Warg, are we? Yeah. Warg into a pig and live your life happily.
1: <laughs> no. Well, you... T-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: let me say it slowly. Jon Snow kills you because he doesn't want to kill a peasant. How do you not get killed by Jon Snow?
0: Don't attack him. If he doesn't want to kill the peasant and he takes out the other wildlings with you, just be like, you go, let me go and we'll go our separate ways. Well,
1: he can't let you go because then you'll go back and tell all the other wildlings.
0: Warg into Even John Snow. Even if you Snow, say I'm
1: going to warg into a pig and live my life as a pig, he's not going to believe you.
0: Warg into Jon Snow. I don't think I could go into other humans. Saying they, that, Bran does it into Hodor, doesn't he?
1: Yes, they can do it, but it's quite difficult. And I'm not sure if he could do it to Jon Snow because... Um,
0: He's trained in the Force.
1: No, not the Force. I think he has. I think all the Starks have a sort of underlying Wag potential, if not them doing it. Because I know uh, Brand is being trained in it by the Three Eyed Crow. So I think if all the Starks were trained, then they'd all probably be able to do this. But I think because of Snow's dormant ability of doing this, maybe it will be particularly tricky for you to go into his head run <laughs> or fly be a bird
0: but then you leave your body don't you you can't leave your body
1: carry it with you as a bird <laughs> can he walk into the dead no what
0: about the dying
1: no why would you want to put your mind into someone that's dying
0: but no I'm saying if he goes into one of their bodies and he gets up then he can use dead bodies to fight snow
1: no I don't think that's how it works That might be how the White Walkers work. We're not sure on their origins. But I I don't think he's powerful enough to do that. Well, there's nothing you can
0: really do then, is there? Jon Snow's obviously going to be a much better swordsman than what you are. All your friends are dead. You can't walk anywhere because you'll leave your body unattended. Walk into a snake nearby and bite snow? I don't know. No,
1: it's too cold for snakes, you fool.
0: Snow snake, then. (laughs) No. There's literally nothing you can do then.
1: Fight better. That's... (laughs) That's what you could do.
0: Perhaps he was so used to, you know, warging everything. He never really trained his uh, sword skills.
1: He's a competent fighter. I think most people are. If you're not passable with a sword, then you're not alive in Game of Thrones. Unless you're particularly sneaky. But yeah, Snow just just outclasses him in a sword fight. That's no good for him. And warging is a dead end, as as far as I can see, because I don't think he's skilled enough to do any of the weird shit that you were suggesting (laughs) a pig is fine but there are no pigs around chris shall we get on to the main event of season three
0: the red wedding
1: yes (laughs) now there are a few differences between the book version and the television version which we'll get into in a bit but the red wedding chris it claims the lives of three very notable starks Firstly, Rob Stark, the eldest of uh, Ned's actual sons, Catelyn or Catelyn Stark, Ned's bloody wife, and bloody Tal- wife. Is it bloody wife? And Talisa Stark, who is Rob's new nurse wife.
0: I forgot about her. Ah.
1: Well, the reason the red wedding Chris uh, takes place is because of Talisa Stark. Rob did initially uh, promise to marry one of Lord Walder Frey's daughters. In return for Frey would let Rob's army pass over the bridge which he has to get to the Lannisters and continue the good fight. And Frey would also give him a I think a small portion of his army or something to help with fighting the Lannisters. But Rob broke that promise when he married someone that wasn't a Frey. And uh, when things turned bad for Rob, he's winning all of the battles, but he's losing a lot of support. And that really comes to a head when he literally takes off the head of one of his um, commanders-in-chief, uh, a Karstark, who is like a cousin or something. But uh, this Carstark killed Lannister prisoners, which Rob was going to use to try and get back his sisters. Obviously, with them dead, the trade can't be made, and Rob has to punish Karstark for his indiscretions, which means that he loses a large portion of his army. So he has to go back to... Lord Frey, and well more or less beg for help, Frey agrees and says that you can stay here just so long as somebody else marries one of my daughters, and yeah, that's sort of how the trap is laid so during the actual wedding itself, I think it's rob's uncle uh the a dude called the Blackfish, that marries one of Frey's uh daughters once they're married and they've gone upstairs to uh consummate the marriage as it is. Tradition in Westeros, things take a dark turn, and uh, the Lannister song, "The Reigns of Castamere," start playing, and things turn very ominous. Frey starts making a, a, a speech. Oh, Rob, I've not paid you the proper courtesies. Oh, proper courtesies being shooting him with a load of hidden crossbows. So naturally, <laughs> good stuff. Talisa Stark is stabbed in the stomach, killing her and Rob's unborn child harsh Uh, but necessary (laughs) if you're in Frey's mind yes necessary but not really Rob is uh, shot with arrows and he's stabbed by um, Ramsay Bolton's dad Mr Bolton
0: (laughs) Mr Bolton Lord Bolton
1: (laughs) yeah Caitlin Stark takes an arrow to the shoulder gets back up picks up a knife and threatens to kill Lord Frey's wife Frey doesn't care because he goes hey I'll just find a new wife uh then when Rob is killed by Mr Bolton Caitlin loses it kills Frey's wife by slitting her throat and then after a really long and agonizing shot on her face one of uh, I think Frey's sons comes up and slits her throat in return. The throat slit everywhere. I know. This this gets real bloody real quick. I mean there's Bannerman and everyone else that's on the Stark side of the wedding gets murdered and uh, they've got no weapons, so either as just a normal dude or as one of these three main characters, Talisa Robb or Catelyn, how would you survive the Red Wedding?
0: I think catelyn has got the best chance. She's not killed outright. She's injured initially, and then she has essentially a hostage. But a, a hostage, bad hostage, though. Uh,
1: yeah, a hostage that Frey doesn't really care about. I'm not sure there's anyone that you could grab that Frey would care about. I Apart reckon from his sons. No, because he's he's got loads of sons. He's he's a bit like Craster. He's got s- sons and daughters for miles and miles. And he just keeps trying to marry them off to various <laughs> to various houses, just so he, he's got, like, all of his fingers in all of the pies. I think, yeah, the only hostage you could really get that would make Lord Frey shit his pants... Is himself. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to get to him, which is a problem because of all the crossbows. Well,
0: in that case, then, when you take his wife hostage, she becomes a human shield... Okay. You attempt to just back out with her. Obviously, you're going to have to keep watching behind you, because that's where the sun comes from.
1: Yeah, and there's also a bunch of soldiers. And if you're the last woman standing...
0: You look at Frey, dead in the eye, and you go, you fight me now. If you kill me, you'll be known as the coward who couldn't fight a woman. And everybody will know, and eventually somebody will say something like that. And I don't think he will want to risk that happened to his reputation. So he would then fight you in one-on-one. And then you just gotta hope you can beat him.
1: One he wouldn't. This is an ambush. This is a dude that doesn't care about. Um, I think. I think they call it guests' rights or something. So it's it's a really
0: guests' rights.
1: Yeah, it's it's doing this, taking a guest in and giving them food and water is, it's a sacred thing. You're under my protection. I, I'm gonna look after you whilst you're under my house, which is a really important uh, responsibility in Westeros it's, it's taken very seriously Frey breaks that responsibility and that trust so I don't think he gives a shit about his honour being does able to it, fight though? someone he does it's yes. a
0: wedding it's not like he's just looking after them it's a wedding though So I, th- I no, think it's it a is. loophole through the contract
1: no it, it is and he doesn't he doesn't care about honour or anything like that he's he's done this really heinous thing even in Game of Thrones this is one of the things that you're you're not meant to do it's meant to be a no-no You, there's meant to be not some trust a wedding yeah well no the guest rights thing so this is a thing he, he doesn't care essentially is what I'm trying to get at your thing of honour it won't work
0: don't go to the wedding pull a sickie
1: that's a good point because one of the differences between the book and the TV series is that Talisa Stark isn't at the wedding she doesn't go
0: she get stabbed then
1: she she doesn't in the book she's still alive in although in the book she's also not pregnant
0: sort of a character who's sort of backing away now into the background because if she was still pregnant she'd be like i carry the future of the north in me
1: yeah but she doesn't and um the reasoning for that is that rob doesn't want to take her because it would be seen as a sort of hey look Frey, here's my hot wife (laughs) she's better (laughs)
0: than your daughter
1: Exactly, she's not there in the in the in the books, and Rob isn't really a huge part of the books. He's not a POV character, and that's where we stay in most of the books. He sort of disappears for uh, I think the most of the second one, and you just hear about his his battles that he's won and stuff like that. Book Rob is has got the right idea, not gloating to frame
0: but <laughs> <laughs> TV Rob unfortunately does not. So I mean. Well, they're, they're probably the three that are in the most danger, aren't they? Rob, his wife, and um, Catelyn, because they're the main targets. It's probably going to be easier to try and survive as one of the Stark guests.
1: Yeah, one of the their banner men.
0: Yeah, because Frey's not going to be overly concerned. If he doesn't care about honour or whatever, it's going to get out what happened at this wedding. He can't just say oh you're the last people to see Rob Stark what happened he'd be like I have no idea no
1: and, and it does get out um, the Lannisters know what happened and they kind of well
0: they paid him didn't they I guess they sort of done it
1: I think they put the idea into Frey's head sort of yeah. hey they dis- they've dishonoured you you should probably do something about it otherwise you're going to be the laughing stock of Westeros so I think that's sort of it, it would come out anyway because there are a lot of people that get murdered I mean there's a whole army there practically that get Massacred and sent flying, uh, and scattered. He's he doesn't care whether anyone hears about it. So,
0: if that's the case, he won't be too concerned if one of the bannermen gets away because he'll be like, Whatever, it's going to get out anyway. Let them tell stories of my power or how I massacred everybody.
1: Okay, which brings me to the question how do you get out of if, especially if you're in the main hall, you're close yeah. enough to the Starks to be let in and enjoy the festivities because I'm pretty sure the doors are locked
0: you're gonna have to play dead
1: I think they'd check wouldn't they
0: I don't think they would here's what you do you take one of the bolts out of the body snap the end off if you can or snap it as you pull it it out (laughs) put it under your arm smear blood over that area play dead for as long as possible as soon as you have your opportunity to escape do so do not take any chance to kill a soldier or kill Frey or get revenge because that would just get you killed Uranus, just for yourself. Play dead. You then get out of there when you can.
1: Okay, but the second anyone tries to move you or tries to dispose of your body, they're going to say, this clown has just put an arrow <laughs> underneath his armpit. Continue
0: pit. to play dead. Okay. get And one then, then bolts. when they move
1: you and your arm moves, the arrow will just fall out and then they'll realize. You're going to
0: have to get one of the bolts and stab yourself with it
1: actually stab you're yourself. You're going to have to actually stab yourself
0: in with In Westeros? You're going to get so many diseases. Westeros
1: is dirty, yeah. But
0: it's going to have to be done. You Stab yourself in the shoulder. Place where so you know you're not going to lose too much blood. You're not in risk of bleeding out so long as the bolt remains in you. Then yeah, but wouldn't dead. the
1: phrase no, that's not a real, that's not a killing shot.
0: Okay, when you stab yourself with <laughs> it. You use a lot of blood from other bodies shout and smear it.
1: really loud. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Oh, no. A fatal foot wound. Oh, dear.
0: Everybody knows it's my Achilles heel. <laughs> no, smear a lot of blood around the wound to make it look like you've bled more than what you actually have. And they are like, oh, yeah, he's bled out. He's gone.
1: It's worth a shot, but... It- it's a very low percentage it's rating. Of better anything succeeding. else.
0: And you've also got to have the balls to take the bolt and full on stab yourself with it.
1: And the time and making sure that nobody is actually watching you as you do.
0: You do this while Caitlin's holding the wife hostage, as it likes, because everyone's going to be looking at her.
1: Yeah, but by then all of the bannermen are dead. Or are they? <laughs> Just one dude sneakily pretending with an arrow in his knee or something it's Good a flimsy survival you. suggestion but it's what we're known for Chris flimsy
0: <laughs> that's better than anything else
1: flimsy survival strategy you're locked yeah. in there
0: you've got no weapons what are you meant to do?
1: dig out everyone's eyes with a spoon
0: I like yeah. it and eat it
1: <laughs> okay that was what happens
0: to the blackfish and all this? where is he? he's upstairs he, he's upstairs he gets,
1: he gets taken prisoner yeah okay He's like a hostage. He uses... Because he's he's family now. He's free families.
0: Oh, my days.
1: <laughs> so he's... Yeah, he's safe for now, at least. But yeah, so that's season three of Game of Thrones. It's a bloody one.
0: It's, it's good. good. I enjoyed that. Did you? I enjoyed the Red Wedding, yeah.
1: Of course you would. It's the sort of thing you'd come up with. Sort of cowardly ambush. You free scum.
0: I'm trying to think if I knew what was going to happen. I knew there was... gonna. I knew... We the red wedding was happening i didn't know why it was called the red wedding i don't Had think you I heard actually...
1: rumors on the internet from the book folk
0: i just knew there's an event called the red wedding i just assumed it's gonna be a wedding with like red drapes and stuff
1: oh uh, right chris some news would you like some news yes yeah, lay
0: the news down
1: okay not much because i've not really been paying attention again fair enough <laughs> good stuff but we've got loads of trailers chris so first up thor ragnarok did you watch it and what did you think
0: You know what? I thought I did watch it. I just realised I didn't.
1: Justice League trailer then, Chris.
0: (laughs) That one I have watched.
1: Okay, what did you think? It's a CG
0: mess. It's like the end half fight of Wonder Woman. Everything was so poorly done. It bugged me. Nah, it didn't do it it for me. I'm not excited for the... I'm interested, but I'm not excited.
1: It's not your most anticipated...
0: Nowhere near it
1: well thor ragnarok would have been if you'd watched the trailer
0: yeah i thought <laughs> i did it's interesting that it's,
1: it's a really thor ragnarok skipping back to that thor It gives us uh, it not more or less beat for beat it's not as um step by step as the spider-man homecoming trailer is but we get more of the hulk we see what he's about he talks he actually manages to string together some sentences
0: is he in constant hulk form like, have they done something to stop him going Well, back?
1: apparently since um, Age of Ultron, since we last saw him, he's somehow ended up in space. And he's been in Hulk form for more or less two years now. Uh, so he's he's learned to speak a bit more as the Hulk and stuff like that. I don't know how he got into space. Maybe it's Loki trapped him and took him to Jeff Goldblum. How he stayed in
0: Hulk form, though?
1: Because if he turns into Bruce Banner in space, he's going to get murdered. Because everyone in space is stronger... And and more more of a threat than they are down on Earth. So I think that's a survival instinct. Especially if he's in an arena battle gladiator sort of situation. Bruce Banner's not going to be able to do much, is he? Especially if Bruce Banner is put up against someone a Thor level of strength. Which is what most people in space are.
0: He's going to science the shit out of it.
1: He couldn't science the Science? <laughs> <The> giants? <laughs> he couldn't do that. Not in an <laughs> arena. What's he going to? How's he going to science an axe on a club that he couldn't even pick up? You
0: give him a Bunsen burner. No.
1: No one's giving and him water. an Bunsen burner. It's not going to work like that. So he's, he's in Hulk form for self-preservation, basically. But yeah, it's a really good trailer. You should watch it. And I thought you did. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up. So did I so justice league chris you didn't like it no i think there were some good things that bode well for the film i like the flash and his interactions and stuff like that and the fact that he's he admits that all he does is run and push people over which is what you do if you can run really fast and everything you touch is at super speed that's all you'd really need to do you don't need to learn kung fu do you be the world's greatest fighter
0: you just tap them, they go flying, wouldn't they?
1: Exactly, yeah, so... <laughs> i tell you I'm, what
0: I did like. I like they mentioned lanterns.
1: Was, okay, I'm a looking forward
0: of... to the Green Lantern. Are you? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes I am.
1: <laughs> it's just so you can bang on about hard light holograms again, isn't it? Yes, I enjoy go the hard light holograms. Hard light holograms, yeah. I think, look, I think it looks fine and it probably is going to suffer from the DC final fight Thing where everything is grey, smoky, and on fire, and the villain is just a big CGI blob kind of thing that's undiscernible from every other villain, apart from the enchantress because she was a small grey blob that wiggled a bit and was a lady. So, I it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be okay.
0: No, you've got too much faith in this film.
1: I've No, I, I have no faith in any DC film. But Wonder Woman was a good film. The third act let it down. If anything, is going to let this film down. It's going to be the third act. And maybe not enough character development for all the members of the Justice League. So that's, that's where my problems come into it. But it's a trailer. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Doctor Who got a Christmas trailer. Did you watch it? Nope is the answer, I'm guessing.
0: Nope, because I've, I've nearly finished this series. I'm halfway through episode ten.
1: Oh, good.
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm like two and a half off. And then I'm gonna watch it.
1: Okay. Are you enjoying the series? So I think far? it's really good. Okay. Cool.
0: It's much more improvement on all the previous Capaldi seasons. I thought all of his until now have been pretty weak.
1: Okay. What do you think of um, Pearl Mackie as a uh, assistant? As I'm enjoying Bill's, her. Yeah.
0: I'm in- I'm enjoying her. She's uh, she's getting along nicely. She has a good rapport with the Twelfth Doctor. Yeah. I've got no faults of it. I like Matt Lucas.
1: Yeah, he's a good addition as well, isn't uh, he? I'm
0: enjoying that. And uh, so far, yeah, Missy has been good in it as well. From what I've seen, she's only been in it physically, like, seeing her a bit at the moment. Yeah, she's
1: like a Hannibal Lecter kind of yeah. psycho that knows everything, but you can't trust her, but you have to go into the glass room and, and ask her for favours. And you're always worried she'll eat your liver with her fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> so.
0: I'm also enjoying it. It seems to be a lot more... I wanna say horror theme type episodes. The first one with the uh the water where we when when we meet Bill, it's got like the water creature which she comes up, that's quite ghostly, that's creepy. The episode where Bill moves into the house with her flatmates and Yeah, stuff. with
1: Poirot in that episode, that's a good episode. I thought
0: that was quite creepy. The spacesuits are trying to kill their inhabitants. Oh yeah. When they're walking around looking all dead and decomposing and stuff. That was creepy as well. I was I was enjoying it. Very sinister. There's some very good horror-themed things, so I'm enjoying all this season so far.
1: Yeah, cool. Timely as ever. (laughs) A Doctor Who review. And last bit of news, Chris. The It trailer.
0: Yes, the new It trailer. I watched it. I'm excited. I want to see it. Bring September.
1: I still think it looks a bit generic. I don't know whether that's just because it's a remake of an existing film.
0: I don't know. The voice. We heard Pennywise speak in this one. The voice is not what I expected in the slightest. It's a lot more high-pitched. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the the made-for-TV film.
1: I haven't, but as I remember it, it's Tim Curry. He, he's talking like Tim Curry. He's not putting on a, a weird voice, is no, he? No, he's
0: got quite a deep voice. Hello. <laughs> but in this, he's got quite a high-pitched voice. Now, I've not read the book, so I don't know whether his voice is meant to be like that, but I have been reading it through and seeing people... probably
1: uh, actor's choice.
0: I don't know. Apparently, a lot of people have been saying that how... It looks how of a training room. is quite close to how he's in the book, anyway.
1: Do they say that about the Tim Curry one? I imagine that's pretty.
0: Yeah, I think close, that was, as well that close as well. Close as well.
1: Because that original film is held up as one of the pinnacles of horror, isn't it? Or am I overplaying it? I you're, you're, you're overplaying it. You're, you're more of the horror it. guy it's, than I am.
0: it was scarier when I was younger. It's not so much now, but it's still enjoyable.
1: Is it the original Killer Clown, or is that Killer Clowns from Outer Space with a K?
0: I think that was... That <laughs> may have been before it, but I don't know when the book was. The book maybe have been before that. So
1: Yeah. Who was the original Killer Clown? If you know, email us at wecouldsurviver at gmail.com or tweet us at wecouldsurvive. Was the original Killer Clown in Game of Thrones? Probably not. But if you've got any thoughts on that... It's it was Arya. Yeah, she <laughs> disguises herself as a Killer Clown. But yeah, if you've got any thoughts on the news, or Game of Thrones in particular... Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear them. So, yeah, let us know. Next week, we'll be doing something. I don't know what. But that's it, Chris. Anything else to add?
0: No, I'm happy with everything. So we'll see you all next week for whatever we uh, pull out of the bag. But until then, keep on surviving. And avoid all weddings.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Goodbye. We oh, shit, I'm going to a wedding so in September. Have fun. So to be.